Coming to you live, this is your MTG Action 4 News Team. Here we go! Hello, this is MTG Action 4 News, your news team for keeping things fresh in the multiverse. I'm Mr. Common Number 5, providing you new ways to lose your friends. Then we have Big Tuck, your breaking news source. Yes, and always remember, as the legendary Defiant Great Ma, George Elliott, always said, our deeds determine us as much as we determine our reaction to being hated out for no reason two games in a row by UBB's younger brother. It's pretty incredible that he wrote that thousands of years ago. UBB, so. I thought it was uh, Oob. Oob. Get it right! Screaming Geek getting caught up on meta traffic with the Weatherlight Report. Oh, I'm bringing you the beat on the street. Then we have the head of CMD Tower himself. It's that spooky bit, down that, there. That, that, that bit's mediocre, just like the secret layer said. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was good. You just caught me in the middle, Spoiler and there. I got a little of the Go, goods here. If you want that to spice I'm, up your soda, I'm, I'm okay. You sure? Give me, give me a little pull of the goods. All right. Thank you for tuning in to your number six source of Magic the Gathering news. Woo! So happy to be in the top seven. <laughs> We don't even know for number six anymore. Uh, nothing, like, ma- nothing matters anymore. Don't you guys get it? <laughs> don't you get yeah, it? Listen to me. It doesn't matter. We're taking the top seven, and next year we're going to take the top one. It's just as easy as that. We're going to start off the top of the cast, the latest recording that ensued with... 45. Uh, so the game I want to talk about is going to upset Tuck, because I'm not talking about our two-headed giant game. But first we should maybe say that we had all the guys down first, right? So, yes, so you guys would have heard this last week on Bruise and Builds, the Ultimate mm-hmm. Universe podcast, that everyone came up for IRL games. Oh, right. And, and first off, thank you so much to Oob, Bruise, and all of his friends and family uh, for coming up and uh, playing games for my birthday. It was an absolute yeah. blast. Uh, it was great because I won my first two games out of the gate, and then I lost every game after that uh, <laughs> that I did by myself. What? So, yep. And who won the game with you when you won one? Yep, yep, that was you. That was you. Me. Um, but the game I want to talk about, I did not win. I believe Forrest a Day Too Wong actually won this one. Shocker. But it it's was, good to see him out again. It, it was. was 4D chess at its best. So we were doing a, it was the last game of the entire weekend. Decided to do CEDH, or what we would call our most competitive sure. decks. And so uh, it was me, Forrest, Murph, and Dustin. So... Thing to point out before this, uh, I kind of talk about the game, is that Dustin actually played with my CEDH deck the game before and actually won doing what it does. Sure. And I was like, oh, do you got any recommendations for it? So he gave me a bunch of cards that he'd recommend to cut and ones that he would add. Um, and one of them kind of shocked me. It was the line of anticipation. He said, yeah, trash card and CEDH. Really? Which I was like, it's free turn zero spell, but I don't know. Maybe, don't by, know. The, maybe by the time if you don't have it in your opening hand, you can't even use it. Yeah, I, I guess I don't it know. could be a little limited in scope. But. This is not uh, my this is not my area of expertise. So so anyway, so what we ended up doing is I did my turns and burns, which is Vile Smasher Thrasios. Murph also did a Vile Smasher Thrasios deck. Thank you. Uh, Forrest did his... Tatiova deck, oh, of and course. then yeah. uh, Dustin went ahead and did Najila. And the funniest thing is that Murph played Leyline of Anticipation, Dustin freaked out, <laughs> and then Forrest played it two turns later. And he's like, what are you doing? You're not playing good cards. That's fantastic. And I was like, see? They yeah. play it. They get it, Dustin. <laughs> best part and, is you're going to lose to it. <laughs> well, And the best part was I got off an expropriate, still had mana, I was able to counter to save the spell. Ooh, nice. Uh, so ended up stealing... 
God. I ended up stealing multiple things, but the best one is I stole Dustin's Najila. Oh, sure. Uh, so he no longer had a commander. And he sat out for the rest of the game because he had nothing to do. No! Couldn't really? hit mana. The only thing he did was screw me over by countering one of my spells that did nothing to him. Oh, yeah. That's rough. But um, it, uh, there's no specific line of play that I think is like worth pointing out other than we had stacks on stacks on stacks on the stack, which was great. Uh, it was true, like... Okay, priority is something that we actually care about. You can't just interject whenever you feel like yep. it. Yeah. Um, it, it really, I shouldn't have been in the tank playing that game. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I can't believe you. I can't believe that's how you wanted to end it. Yeah. But um, it, it was amazing. Uh, I ended up dying to my own mana crypt. Which is hysterical because that's the second time I've heard this <laughs> happen in that deck. Yep, yep. Sounds 100%. like you got something to cut. Uh, yeah, easy, not happening. Easy cut. <laughs> Uh, but no, thank you guys, because uh, traditionally, no one wants to play CEDH with me. That's Max. correct, yeah. So it's what we would call that. a garbage format, but that's okay. <laughs> what, what, do you mean a greasy format? No, oh, it is the greasiest. It is very yeah, greasy. Oh, is it greasy or it's, slimy? It's greasy for sure. Oh, it's greasy. Because it's all yeah. just, there's not any room for imagination. It's just, <laughs> get We're your budget out. Uh, yeah. Turn one, drop four heaters. Turn yeah, two, exactly. drop four heaters. Turn three, win the game's the game. over, yeah. It's the greasiest of format. <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen a CEDH game win on turn three. But I digress. Squee McGee, what games do you want to talk about? Uh, so I want to talk about, obviously, the weekend that we had. But um, I ran my Anawan, the Ruin Thief deck, the entire... Uh, let's see, I was only there Saturday. So the entirety of Saturday. Um, I played three <laughs> games with it, and it went so well. I am so excited. It, I'm glad. I didn't win any games, but the reason I didn't win any <laughs> games was it went so well, I got hated off the board almost every single Good. game. It was beautiful. Good. Good. So, Good. first game out the gate. Dang it. Anawan's coming in. Everybody's like, oh, the new precon, that's cute. That's fun. Cool. And I was like, I didn't then, add $1,200 with the card. Like, second land, underground <laughs> Yeah, so uh, did that. And then started rolling and rolling and rolling. And I had all the different Teferi's enchantments that help you when you draw cards. You draw an extra mm -hmm. card. Mm -hmm. uh, when you draw a card, they mill two. Um, and then I had a bunch of rogues out. And for the record, I did not change out any of the creatures in this deck for the most part, other than I think a merfolk looter. That's all I sure. added in there. Um, so I'm running the stock rogue package, and I just beefed up the enchantments, some of the other mill cards that are, are decent in there, like traumatizing that type of stuff. Um, but I did that. Ended up milling over 70 cards from almost every single person's deck in the first game. Whew. And had a... I can't remember the creature. It's it's equal... Power and toughness are equal to the number of cards in the graveyard. Consuming Aberration? Number, yes. Yeah. Had a Consuming Aberration out on the board. So it was a 68-68. Yep. Um, One away. And yep. <laughs> <laughs> So... So my Consuming Aberration as a 68-68 didn't last more than a turn. It got stolen. Well, of course. Uh, and then yeah. the beautiful part is once it got stolen, the player that stole it got it stolen from her by the next player. Yes! So it just kept bouncing around the board. It's the old going, city it was It was beautiful. Um, I think I ended up losing to the green deck. I can't remember the commander that was playing there, but they ran through. But long story short, Anawan the Ruin Thief. It claps. Uh, Just as I suspected. Yeah, it, it mills really hard. <laughs> the, the thing that I really underestimated about this deck and the, the modifications that I'm going to make to it here are draw more cards. The draw card in this is awesome. The effect that you get when you hit people and you draw cards for every creature that they mill out is incredible. And mm -hmm. I'm going to put a lot more draw support in there because it took my deck from two or three cards in hand in one turn to 
14 to 18 cards in hand the next wow. turn. Like you, it, There's just ways to ramp and draw two, draw three, depending on what they mill off the top of their deck. Uh, so, Mr. Combo, I'm going to give you a hashtag suck it. You don't think this deck's any good. And I think that's a hashtag blasted. <laughs> Except it's not. Uh, I was in one of the games, and I outlasted this deck, even though I was held hostage when Squee left, because Murph then got the hand with a force of will, oh. and I was told specifically, mm-hmm. use it for him. I can't remember what spell I had in hand. I will say that I can't either. You, it was really, really yeah. good. You had something that was, then the problem was... Like an expropriate type level yeah. spell. Okay, there, there is a caveat to this, because Mr. Combo was playing a deck that was actually beneficial to have really good cards in his graveyard, so if I ever milled him out, that kind of was counterproductive. Um, Wait, were you playing his deck? No. No, oh. no, no, no. No, I might have been playing Zom. Oh, you got the red oh, dragon Murph. combo. That, oh, you're oh, playing the Nicol Bolas. Yeah, yeah. yeah, And yeah, then yeah. Murph, Murph came down and played That's your right, deck. That's right, because I was about right. to reanimate and right, win right, again. Right, I already right. went infinite earlier and I fizzled. So I don't think that was a good showing, because that's just a bad matchup of decks. Hey. But uh, even that being said, I'm excited. I stuck in there with a pre-con for a really long time. Oh, Not a full up, pre-con. Shut, yeah, <laughs> Hey, get the get rid of the mana drain, get rid of the force of will, get rid of the underground, the sea. underground sea, and then we're looking at a pretty budget deck. Okay. All right. <laughs> Big Tuck, what game do you want to talk about? Or should I say games? Oh, uh, well, guys, uh, <laughs> here we go. For those playing the home game, uh, Oob's younger brother, Garrett, a.k.a. Gregor... Cl- Gregor Kleglane. Cl- Clegane, is that right? Clegane. Clegane, thank Clegane. you. Gregor or Clegane. Since technically... Ultra He's budget, a bad guy! Well, well <laughs> technically since Ultra Budget Brews is oob, little Dragon Ball Z for you, uh-huh. maybe Garrett is Majin Boo. Ooh. I'm going to go back to Gregor <laughs> Clegane, and I'm Sandor Clegane oh, in this situation. The I'm the hound, yeah. Uh, so... I get a couple games in with him, and I think that he's going to be a real fun guy. He's not. I don't want to get into the specifics of it, but he intentionally stymied me on two of my decks, one of which was my debut of my 50th deck, the much-awaited Hazazon Tamar. Oh, and he, there was one card you that he... have been talking about that for a long there was, time. I know, and I finally have it together. It's not quite playable yet, but again, I don't really know because I didn't get a chance to freaking play it. Uh, in that game and the following game, late at night, he, he intentionally played cards that would intentionally stymie me out of the game and did it with a palm. So I, as I did, I just took it like a rational human being. Oh, I didn't tell sure. anyone anything sure. and proceeded to punch off a bunch of cans in Mr. Combo's backyard, <laughs> going downstairs in front of everybody and making a humongous scene and then stomping out and getting an Uber and going home and passing out because we had to record in six hours. That, those are all adult actions. Yeah. And the funny thing about that is while he's punching cans into my backyard, my deck is on proverbial oh, yeah. fire. <laughs> so it's just like everything. Yeah. And then, and then and uh, Tuck disappears, and me and Marketing Ross are like, where did he go? Granted, we're terrible friends, because I think we looked for all of 10 seconds, looked up down the street, like, well, he's gone. Oh. He must be I just got in a car, I got an Uber, like I told you guys. Oh, we didn't hear that. We just heard, like, oh, I need to get out of here, and then you just left. So you guys are like, where, where did he go? And yeah. just, what? Really? Yeah, and oh. then we're like, well, I guess he walked they, out. They, they like, assumed you, like, you got wait, where's he go? left wait, there. sorry, you got up and were like, he's just gone? Yeah. And you just thought I left in a huff and was like yep. somewhere in Roland Park. Yep. No, I got in a cab. Squee McGee did that to, to me and friend Jared years ago at PL. That was years hey, ago. Man, that was the night I got roofied. That's <laughs> off the table. That's but, not fair. Okay, so anyway, so all that to say is that I came back the next morning after recording, and evidently somebody had shared the story of last night because everyone was talking about the Clegane Bowl. Round yeah. two of this happening. 
And uh, he was there sitting in the corner about to throw up. So I did the another mature thing and just gave him the finger right in his face, <laughs> which is pretty cool. Um, but I got to do one of my favorite things in the in the entire game, which is punish people for paying for land. So he was playing some Sissé rigmarole deck. I was yep. playing my Perforos deck. I had like a turn three Blood Moon that pretty much shut him out of the game. <laughs> so suck on that. And the only thing I'll say on top of that is I got to finally cast Final Fortune and Ooh. win. As opposed wow. to okay. intentionally okay. killing myself or someone else. Uh, so, yeah. So, uh, to Garrett, a.k.a. Gregor, uh, you can, uh, let's hear it here, boys, a second. <laughs> well, that's going to wrap up 40 Life in a Dash. Now to cover what's going on in your local multiverse. What's the plane chase? Well, um, we're, doing this, over. <laughs> we're doing this about a week, week and a half after everyone else yep. has. Yep. By the time you listen to this, hopefully everyone's calmed down. But I don't know if you guys knew this. There's this product called Secret Layers uh-huh. that, that Wizards keeps putting out there. Yep. Um, Pretty often. This is, this and, is what and, I would call a slimy bit. <laughs> and, uh, you, you know, yeah, they, they, they take our money and then they ship us stuff three to nine months later. Right. Uh, it just kind of depends on when they feel like it. Uh, no. I, think, I think it's literally just Gavin in his office well, like, do I want to print off some cards today? Nah. Yeah. I, I got this new Dragon Ball Z manga to watch. Exactly. <laughs> I got to watch Oob. Um, so... Walking Dead, Secret Layers. Uh, a whole thing. community was set uh, effing yeah. blaze. Similar to uh, Atlanta in the show. The Taylor show. The magic community was also destroyed and fraught with panic. Uh, and even our own playgroup here in town was all huffy and puffy about it. So we thought what we normally do. You know, let's, let's come in and also huff and puff. Let's about also it. huff yeah. and puff potentially about it. Uh, so what we thought we would do is we're gonna do three different sections. First, just an overall arching. Do we like the IP crossovers? I'm saying that right? IP right? Yeah, intellectual yeah, property. So. Yep. Crossover into magics, and I mean this isn't new. They did it with the Godzilla cards. They've done it. Granted, they were silver bordered, but the My Pony cards, Transformers, sort of Dungeons and Dragons. Th- yep, all of that stuff. So real Dungeons and Dragons set coming out in yep. just a few months. <laughs> uh, the Twilight sets coming out. Oh. Anyways, uh, so how do we feel about the IP products coming over into Magic? Second, how do we just feel about the cards in general that they did? Because these are all unique cards. And then lastly, are we happy with this in the direction it's going? So I'll start it off from uh, my, oh, how do I feel about the IP crossover? I'm going to be honest. I don't really give a shit. Uh, I'm totally fine with it. It does not impact me in any way, shape, or form. And I will say this from my perspective. I am someone that before it was, like, cool to get all these, like, proxies and alters and stuff. I alt- I did a playtest version of every single commander I've ever made into some other character. Because I like right, yeah. I like that kind of crossover. Well, and, and in many occasions, it's just to have mermaid boobs on it, which is totally fine. <laughs> yeah. and you, it's okay. But I'm saying, like, I'm sure that was some intellectual property of somebody's at some point. Sure. Um, and you know what? No one ever had issues with it. It was like, oh, that's a cool idea. I like that. Um, and so, to Mr. Combo's point, he always had the initial card. He always had yes. the original, no matter what, even if it was like yes. some crappy commander that he ended up kiboshing two months later. He always that's had the right. original. 
So like, I give credit where credit is due. So that, that's where I don't really care. This does yeah. not ruin the game of Magic. It is in its own little contained universe. It has nothing to do with the lore. It's not like they said, you know, Negan the Cold-Blooded is now wandering around on Innistrad <laughs> just right. taking faces yeah, and right. cracking skulls. It's like, uh, it's a similar argument with like Harley Quinn being like, oh yeah, your baseball bat's really good against the demon. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, you know, if Wizards would have came out and like said that they're like this whole whole story came out to where the walking dead like go through a portal into Innistrad like okay s- settle the F then down. the next the next episode you see them playing magic cards like oh who's this <laughs> um but i don't care i honestly hope they continue to branch and find ips to cross over with but they need to be in these they need to be in these special sets i do not want it in normal draft box type sets they need to be like a hey it's for this crowd like it'd be kind of cool um and gosh what, what's that gonna be now year and a half for the new batman robert pattison like it'd be two it'd be, years well, 2022, so that's a year and a half. Yeah. Right, so, so still. So, yeah, so, like, say if, like, 2022 is coming around and they, like, do a Batman one, and, like, I wouldn't be upset if it's a limited time thing. Like, I, you know what? You could say it's cheesy and corny, but once again, people didn't like Double Masters and how expensive it was. It doesn't have to be for you. Well, and, like... We have played with Batman cards in the good version of the DC. Or no, that's a bad one. Sorry. Yeah, that's the one you don't that's like. That's a bad one. Um, so there is some argument to be made there. I know you. It sounds like you have a lot more to say about this than I do. So you I'm go ahead. I'm going to speak calmly. I'm going to get my own buzzer ready. This is a money grab piece of shit. Dirty ass. Stupid way. Start printing Jumpstart. Start printing the stuff that you're way behind on already. Stop printing these stupid crossover cards that look terrible the artwork's garbage the mechanics are weird who cares about walker tokens this is bullshit just print your damn cards that people already want we don't need more products like this right now what's the difference if they do this or just printed new unique so okay so imagine these aren't walking dead characters it's Mm -hmm. magic the gathering characters but it's still first time ever printed in secret layers are you still as upset yeah why because they need to get their production issues under control before they keep printing sets every two weeks so I have two. I have two things about this. One, I don't. The Godzilla ones was, to me were way cooler because it was also tied around like Lair of the Behemoths, right? And what's a sure. more iconic behemoth than this? Sure. So the thing I don't like about this, and I, people have said it before, is the fact that now you can go to your LGS and to see a Negan card, mm-hmm. right? Which I think is mm-hmm. kind of stupid and it's incredibly stupid. However, I think the I think where I care less is similar to your argument about proxying and why the Godzilla cards, in my opinion, were so great. Where it's like these are actual cards that are completely separate from the Godzilla universe, right? Yep. They were designed as a card first, and then similar to like how you would make a normal proxy, you slap yep. a FaceTime on it. Like for example, if they reprinted Anawan Ruin Sage as Batman, the man of the river or whatever, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I don't work for Wizards. If they did that where it's it's like reprint, functional reprints of existing cards, or, or they use that as like a way to spoil what they perceive as like high value cards, coming out then also i'm also more okay with it it's just the the issue with me on this is that it is just here's a package of new cards that are going to be legal in all these formats regardless of what the ip is i actually i actually kind of like the walking dead at least for a while until it went on for like eight seasons longer than it needed to (laughs) um i had the comics at some point so it's less about that and more of i just wish that they could tie them to 
already existing or soon to be printed cards, which there's been yeah. talk of that they might end up doing anyway. See, my worry is the precedent that they're setting here, kind of to your point, where these are not part of any standard set or part of the lore. Sure. I'm worried that that's going to happen. And I'm worried that new sets coming out will be so centric around pop culture that isn't involved with Magic the Gathering at all that they're going to then start using this as a way to try and pull in people that don't play magic, which is then abandoning for the most part, all the people that they already have. So I don't know if that's going to happen. That's a tinfoil hat kind of thing, but I, I am worried by the precedent that they're setting because this is not the first one. What did they do? They did my little pony a while back. But didn't those they? are silver bordered, which no that one cared about because it's, but why does it effing matter? All it does is in the rule text, make it legal to play in commander. That is it, which they already say rule zero. You could play silver sure. bordered if you want to. So mm -hmm. there's literally no effing difference other than the rules committee has no say whether or not this or, or sorry, they they have a potential to ban this card, but then it's still the exact same thing as silver bordered. For the That's record, stupid. I still didn't like the My Little Pony thing. Um, I'm on that. I'm, I'm on that worried that well. My Little Pony, and then but and then we move on to Walking Dead, and then we move on to Dungeons and Dragons, then we move on to so, Twilight, and then we move on to Star Wars, and then we move on to uh, freaking Avatar. I don't know. So the so the issue the Star Wars to, that could be the new swords. To his point, to his point of why it matters to me is like there could be a time where Negan because he's illegal card is just completely bonkers and is like becomes a standard or staple into a deck right mm -hmm. and it's very limited release so there's a good chance that it's going to be expensive versus if it was silver bordered then and you want to run it as rule zero you can right but it, that doesn't change the price point because it's still a limited print release. right but then you can you can choose to get the silver board ones more you have like they you can choose to get this one now. I agree, right? <laughs> and I did. But um, <laughs> oh, so no. again, and we'll get into it with the cards. Oh, no. Okay. But um, that I think I think the silver border argument is the best one. It's either you can either go one of two ways, in my opinion. You can either do the silver border, or you can do this is a functional reskinning of an existing card. Sure. And the last thing I'll say is the people that are all complaining about go back to your roots, like old fart Squee McGee over here. Oh, this is a Magic the Gathering. You don't even care about the lore that much. The like. The the people like the Vorthos cast and MTG mm -hmm. Lord uh, Elite, also suck it. <clears throat> I, I can understand how it frustrates them because they actually read the books. Yeah, they right. actually care about the lore. I purely think the lore is just halfway interesting when Tuck like shows his Vorthos <laughs> nerd colors and he's like, "Oh, by the way, like blah blah blah." I was like, "Oh, that's kind of cool." Yeah. Move on. I don't care about the lore, but I care about the art. And if I got to look at this stupid actor sitting on a card that they pretended to try and make somehow Magic the Gathering artistically related. It just looks cheesy to me. It looks stupid. I do, I do. I'm still hinging more on production issues. We, They gotta fix the print runs that they're I, doing right I now do, before they I print more. I do think more. it is strange to, that they're bleeding in real non-Magic IPs into Magic this aggressively. So... They have a roadmap, yes. and you saw what happened with the roadmap for uh, Marvel. It actually happened. <laughs> this is going to happen, and I think that they're gonna, they probably have a two- or three-year roadmap, and the only reason that they are not releasing that now is because they got so much backlash sure. from this set. They do not give a flip. Yeah, because people like Tuck that complain about it still bought it. Hey, I've I've very I've curbed my complaining about it quite a bit. Good. All right, let's move on. Let's yeah. talk about the cards before we get into the six very unique cards. They did do five Walker tokens, and then they did do a treasure where it depicts Rick's badge and hat. Honestly, the only thing that upsets me is that they called it a Walker 
not just it's just unnecessary, it's unnecessarily confusing yes so i don't but i couldn't possibly care about Again, tokens i definitely saw people online be like wait is a walker what's its power and toughness yeah and it's like yeah. it's a zombie token guys. right it's, oh for, does, for it count, does, does, does the tattoo does the tattoo sphere kill walkers yeah. and zombies yeah. or just one or the other so yeah, yeah. no it's two, it's two, necessarily two, complicated two, two zombie and tokens, easy i have so many zombie tokens that i can't even freaking count them so it yeah. doesn't matter but i will say this because you and i are old school fans of the walking dead some of the, the walker token art kind of it is kind of cool like like i like how they have the very first walker you mm. kind of see the half chick uh i like the bloated one they yeah, pull they out of the well. well like that's pretty cool honestly um, to me these are the the only artwork of all of these that i actually enjoy oof we'll get into other that. than yeah. other than potentially well yeah we'll get into all right so let's start off with the the head card <laughs> rick steadfast leader this is the one that i think a lot of people are excited for from a text perspective yep so this is two colorless white white legendary creature human soldier it's a three four as rick etbs choose two abilities from among first strike vigilance and lifelink so that kind of modality yeah, modality well, of sure. that. humans you control have each of the chosen abilities so Yes, humans is already a thing, but I like the fact this gives you like a mono white legend that's like human tribal. Like yep. uh, your uh, enemy, uh, Clegane, uh, he had he ran a mono white humans deck, but he ran it in Mardu. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so now he actually has a legitimate thing to like sure. do mono white humans. Um, and then as long as you control four or more humans, humans you control get plus two, plus two. I like the card because A, it's not busted. Um, because it, it's not like they gave them like eight abilities and yep. like choose two of each yeah. for each one and all that kind of or stuff. like uh tap headshot yeah tap twenty damage to somebody Colt Python <laughs> ability uh, <laughs> tap like pay two untap plot armor can't be killed yep. you know like whatever yeah so I'm glad they didn't do anything like that this seems like an extremely fair card and we constantly say that white needs help mm -hmm. so whenever they eventually get around to making this a legit magic card and reskin it with a character uh, I I'm very if pumped they ever if. Just saying. Uh, I agree, yeah. Um, this is this is one of the cards. This is one of the major reasons why I'm getting it. There's another one that we'll talk about probably two cards away from now. Um, humans is kind of a cool... Humans is kind of a cool, interesting build around. It is. A little different than your allies and sorts. They kind of fit into a bunch of different colors, so white predominantly being it. A um, lot of cool things here. So I actually did like... When I saw this card spoiled, I thought the same thing. It's like... It's true to the character. Mm -hmm. It's utilizing its space well and has like enough oomph, but not too much. Yep. Yeah, it's it's fine. I don't think people are going to play it that often because I just don't see people playing human tribal very much. But but that's the thing that gives you your weird right. mechanic. And, and you'll white see, humans and you'll start seeing it come out because that human. I'm starting to you're starting to see more of the humans deck that just came out like the one I yeah. have. Uh, it's yeah. starting to trickle through the collective and the ether. Yeah, we'll we'll see where it goes. I oh, man. Just like I'm looking at the card right now and it just makes me want to vomit. Anyways. So I don't know if this guy actually came up with the idea or if he took it from someone, but Atomic Ash is someone I've always used for playtest cards. Uh, he created the magic versions of these things or got them from someone. And so for Rick Steadfast Leader, he made Odric Steadfast Leader. Oh, sweet. Um, and it's flavor text. The Walking Dead don't belong here. <laughs> That's good. Nailed nice. it. That is awesome. Nailed yeah. it. Odric? Hell yeah. Give me some give me some Odric love. All right. So the next one is going to be our gruel guy. So that's Daryl, Hunter of Walkers. Daryl. Daryl. Uh, two colorless, red, green, legendary creature, human archer. It's a 4-4. Four, four. At the beginning of your upkeep, target opponent creates three zombie tokens. I'm not saying Two, two zombie tokens. Uh, tap. Daryl deals two damage to target creature. Whenever a zombie and opponent controls dies, draw a card. I think this is actually extremely interesting tech 
for gruel for sure like for I'll sure keep, i'm giving you three i'm giving you six power on the board and yes i could tap and kill one right like that that's very on theme for daryl like daryl sure. always seems to be surrounded by zombies yep him only being able to take out one is great it's not like it does six damage divided amongst creatures right, right, right. you know you don't control and then it's very flavorful for just whenever a zombie an opponent controls dies draw a card um, I'm, I'm all for this thing because that we, we kind of talk about the spectrum of gruel to where you got wart and then you got Rook Thar. Right, yeah. This yep. is actually some, in the middle. Someone that bit. can kind of be in the middle. Yeah. This is this is a pretty cool mechanic, I will say. Um, all all the shit I will talk on this set and it won't stop. Um, <laughs> I, I don't mind the mechanics of this because it's very creative. Uh, very rarely are you giving somebody multiple tokens at yeah. a time mm-hmm. that Especially you red. can then snipe out. Um, I think it has a ton of potential in red too to bring back cards like Lightning Bolt where you can use that as a functional EGH card in this deck. It is which, a functional EGH card. What uh, do you mean? Kind of. <laughs> yeah, whatever, whatever you want to call it. Same. Um, the, the draw card mechanic is, is a big one in there too because mm-hmm. like that's, yeah, they're just colors that don't draw a ton. Um, there, there are draw abilities, but usually not with your commander involved. Well, um, and, and the nice thing is that it is restrictive enough to just as whenever a zombie... Con- uh, right. opponent controls dies draw a card so then it's like I'm only drawing cards with the things that I give other people right it's not just whenever it's really making a target yeah. hashtag sit at the table and what deck are you playing oh you're playing zombies over there hey I hey think we I'm don't I can take it or leave it <laughs> uh, and this one is Malira Incorruptible uh, and it's flavor text is the walking dead don't belong here <laughs> wow Seems like that's a theme. This is this is the this one is the third most interesting to me. Okay. So I feel like this is the one. The next one we're about to do is the one that you're actually excited for. Glenn, the voice of calm. Really? Yeah. Uh, So a colorless is Glenn got screwed. It's like being Heart and Captain Planet. Yeah. (laughs) Legendary creature, human advisor. It's a one three advisor tribal. I was gonna say you gotta gotta branch out. (laughs) Uh, Skulk, and then whenever Glenn deals combat damage to a player, draw cards equal to his power. I mean, look, we always ask for ways for Azorius not to be stacks. This isn't stacks. It's, it's almost like Azorius, Azorius Voltron. Voltron. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, like, in what universe is this a mythic? I bet I agree with that. And the pro- the other issue I have with this is this ability of when it when X deals damage. It's ha- it's then happened so yeah. many times. And, yeah. like, to your point with the last two cards that we talked about, those have both been very, like, unique Kind of new-ish, kind sure. of thinking around the block. This one to me is, like, I guess maybe I'll throw one in my Azorius deck I mean, to it, draw a card yeah, here to and me, there. This but, is a dollar rare. Yeah. So here's here's where I think the bigger issue is, and then I'll, I'll let you guys finish. Oh, I'm done. So, well, so we talked <laughs> oh, about how man. Rick is very on flavor for Rick. Mm-hmm. Daryl is very on flavor. For, this is Glenn. Glenn's whole thing is that he can't, like, he sneaks, so yeah, yeah. Skulk fits, and he's always the resource guy. So I don't, I, I think almost what I'm hearing from you guys is they probably should have just picked a different character. Uh, no, so, I, 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 I think I, it. I think it fits Glenn perfectly, right? That's not the but issue. It, but you sound bored with it. It's just a bit right. like the. That's what I'm saying. Is you almost wish they would have picked oh, a more interesting character for to, like to the build governor. around. Oh, okay. Yeah, the governor sure. would have been an interesting. Right. Yeah. You know, honestly, I though, like I, the card is decent if they added one more thing, say lifelink Vigilance. or something along those lines. But then it's too much for three mana. Yeah, that's true. I don't think so because like he's got a one power card, so you're gonna have to put equipment or beef him up this in some is, way. Um, this is the least interesting character yeah, to me by a country. I'm mark. not huge on this card. I think it's a dollar rare, and I'll leave yeah. it at that. All right, and this one is a zombie, the voice of calm. Ooh. I think that fits. Yeah, and it's flavor text. 
The Walking Dead don't belong here. There it is. It checks out. <laughs> All right. Hold so we're on, moving on, on to our second to last creature card. Uh, and this is the Golgari one where initially when the, I think she was one of the first ones to get previewed. And that's where I was like, this seems super boring. Not a fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, Michonne Ruthless Survivor, which is crazy because I love Michonne. Mm-hmm. Uh, three colorless Golgari. That's black, green, legendary creature, human warrior. It's a 3-3. Three, three. When Michonne ETBs create two walker tokens that you control. On flavor, those are her, what was that, <laughs> boyfriend and brother? I think. I, it was boyfriend and boyfriend. They were in a. They, they, oh, I didn't know they, they were in a polyamorous. They, both, both of them, if I remember correctly, both of them were dating her, but oh. they were not dating each other. But they would like go pal around together. Okay. I'm glad you all know what's going on. I, I only so, watched like boyfriend part of the and boyfriend. Season of yeah, in. right. Uh, as long as Michonne is equipped, she must be blocked if able. Interesting. Uh, and whenever Michonne and at least two zombies attack, she gains indestructible till end of turn. I actually okay. So now that I'm reading this. I'm a little bit more excited because I think this is I think we had posted in the group chat. This is kind of like Golgari Voltron. Voltron. Yeah. Um, Adjacent. Yeah. Golgari Voltron zombie tribal, which there's actually a fair amount of support for. Yeah, because black. Right. I get. But it's like I'd rather have the last one be something on there, like create a legendary equipment that equips or something like that. Cause that Katana, mm-hmm. her Katana is so eponymous yeah. and so tied into yeah. her character. Oh, more so, cause the, like those the, two zombies. The Katana of Michonne, that'd the, be sweet. Yeah, right? And like the interesting part too is the zombies are there to just, they're only there to give her character a meaningful backstory. Mm-hmm. And then she just kills them immediately. Like I think in the third episode after she gets premiered, certainly in the same episode of the comics. Yeah, but then they're they not do flashback very, a few different times. Fair point. It is kind of funny and she's though. Got the, she's got, she like talks to them like they're mm-hmm. around. If we're going to talk about the lore, I don't know next to nothing I about The Walking I, Dead. Listen, here's my problem is my brain doesn't work well. <laughs> so I just have boundless knowledge of all this stuff that at some point I was interested in. So, so where I'm going with this is why is she attacking with zombies? Aren't, aren't well, isn't no, she supposed no, to be attacking zombies? No, no. So the whole thing with her is that she killed like her boyfriends die. She she cuts off their arms and their jaws so they can't attack her and she keeps them on chains. And they basically and the whole thing, the reason why if she attacks with two zombies, she gets indestructible because in the show, in the comics, the zombies help mask her. Yeah. The other zombies. They're like where, active camouflage. Yeah. Uh, OK. Yeah. Which she just kills unceremoniously just because she hears like a one of the million of scouting parties floating around the forest. Yeah, that's all right. I mean, like, I guess I kind of need to build another girl guard deck. So why not? <laughs> yeah. Question mark. I mean, M- Michonne definitely outclasses Glenn, but no, uh, but the, other, yeah. the other two are not. Oh, <laughs> there's no question. I'm telling you, man, Glenn got the <laughs> treatment. So I assume this next one is your favorite. Yeah, probably. All right. So, uh, oh, and sorry. <laughs> oh, that's Michonne. I gotta go that, that sweet, sweet flavor text. Uh, Marin, ruthless survivor. Oh yeah, I like yes. Marin. All right, yeah. And it's I'm, flavor text. I, Can you guess it? I'm guessing it's that this is a great product. Uh, the Walking Dead <laughs> don't belong here. Oh, wow. They're really uh, Now that I'm hearing consistent. these, I, I wish I would have just waited. <laughs> yeah. But who knows? They're probably going to get banned at some point. Well, watch this be the opposite. They never print these again, so then you buy proxies of, of like, the magic yeah. ones. It's like, I don't want to play this. So I'm playing Odric. Like, <laughs> He's got the direct line of the printing press in China. Yeah. All right. So the uh, last character is Negan the Cold-Blooded. So this is two colorless Mardu. Red, white, and black. Legendary creature, human rogue. He's a 4-3. And he states, when Negan ETBs, you and target opponent each secretly choose a creature that player controls. Then those choices are revealed and that player sacrifices those creatures. Whenever an opponent sacrifices a creature, you create a treasure token. 
I'm a humongous fan of all of this text because basically <laughs> he only costs Mardu to come in because you're going to get two mana yep. immediately back. These colors have tons of sack support. Yeah. Uh, it makes me want to dismantle my Kalia deck and build this. Uh, it makes me want to blink him. Would it be yeah. two mana or one mana? Because it's each opponent, so you're not going to get one for the Whenever creature. Whenever an sacrifice. opponent sacrifices a creature, so you get one treasure token. So you no, get two. They sack because they sack. Because I thought this oh, too. Oh, you're right. They're, you're both, right, you're they're, right. they're sacking two. Well, okay. Potentially, they could choose the same one that you did. Yes. So you could almost unlucky. get one, but. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, huge fan. Yeah, really like it. Um, and the one thing before I let you guys kind of talk on it that really upsets me about the magic community more than the fact that everyone just lost their booby milk on this like set uh, is people called for Negan to get banned because of what he represents. Like he's banned on the play EDH channel yeah, right. because of his like, it's kind of like the, they, basically this is on, they put him on the pedestal, just the looks of this card as the KKK card. Well, it's and that's ridiculous. So it doesn't make sense. Y'all are too effing sensitive. I can understand it because this is a game that children through adults play, and Negan does not come. I mean, he's a murderer and also a rapist. So oh, there's a freaking card in the game called Murder. I get that, right? And we have characters in the game of Magic, like Garouk, that just goes around and murks planeswalkers That's and nickel part of the games. Yeah, souls. yeah, I know. I understand Come all that. On. But but the rape part, I don't think that's a part of any... And, and Brian, but, Sir Brian, correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think that's in Magic lore. But the thing is, though, he doesn't rape in the TV show. The governor actually does some raping in the TV Maybe show. Maybe that's, that's probably why they didn't uh, choose him, going to think of it. Well, but... So, and obviously these are all based off of the TV show. None of this, none of these characters are based on the comics because they don't, they look just like the actor counterparts. Agreed, but that doesn't mean that they're not disassociated from the comics. It's all part of the same world. So I, I agree. I think it's kind of a weird hill to die on, but um, I can see that point. I can see it from their perspective as well. I don't have I don't have kids, so I don't really know. But you know but what? Like, wouldn't your kids have to go out there and research Negan to find out that he rapes people? Anyone he, can. It doesn't say on here probably, when the probably be like, rape your opponent. Imagine, like, it's not like we live in like the internet. We don't live in the internet age. If a thirteen-year-old kid saw this, and it's like, oh, this is from a TV show. It's gonna take him two seconds to go look it up. Uh, let's Which look at it. It's the argument for everything, right? Oh so, my god! Let's look that's at like it this saying way. If, that's like we should just ban the TV commercial for The Walking Dead. Sure. You might see Negan and be like, right. who's that? Yeah, guy? exactly. Oh, he's raping people. Left, right, center. I agree with. Mr. Combo, if you're going by that logic and you have oh. a child that you're buying, then you should have partnered with uh, yeah, Walking Dead. Just it. <laughs> Where I'm going with this is that well, child know, definitely knows that you're watching The Walking Dead, and I'm sure they've walked through the room while people are getting raped, murdered, that doesn't happen happen here raping everybody. everybody. <laughs> Those children, if you like The Walking Dead enough to buy this set, your kids yeah, already probably, know about probably The know Walking what's going Dead. On. It's not a sensitive issue no. to them. They've already seen it. And they've seen it in a much more gruesome fashion than they're going to see it in a very complicated card. Now, all that being said, this card is awesome, and it's going to be a slam dunk <laughs> into my more new human stack. And that's all I have to say about it. Uh, are you going to replace Queen Marchesa with it? No, no my, my partner's human stack. Oh, that one. Um, and this one was paired with uh, Alicia, the cold-blooded. Alicia? Alicia? The A-L-E-S-H-A. And her flavor, it's flavor text. Their, their flavor text. The Walking Dead don't belong here. Checks out. All right, well, we, got, we got one card left, uh, and this one I am pumped for. I still haven't bought this set, guys. This card may actually make me buy it because I don't know if it'll be cheaper than fifty dollars. Yeah. Um, this card's so good. Blue yeah. seal, oh my colorless God, this black, so good. legendary artifact equipment. Equipped creature gets That's plus two, plus so, and has menace. 
Whenever equipped creature attacks, defending player sacks a creature, and if they do, you create a walker token equipped for four. Uh, I know Nick the Hotness, you disagreed with me. You thought this was a little bit of a stretch, but I think this in Greven is a home run. Pun intended. That's pretty good. I gotta give you five sweaty points for that. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure on the Greven. I agree with him on that either, but the fact that this is a two drop is yes. insanity so yeah this is i will say it is a four equip cost so that does it is kind of hard, but there's so many if you want to run this in equipment deck you're going to run it with like the things that you can equip for sure, free for sure the nahiris of the world yep um this is the card that's going to see the most play by mm. leaps and bounds yep. across the board i kind of like it i wish they would have put in like this I mean, is what this is the type of card they need to make for Michonne. That's what I'm saying. Like it would be kind of cool if they had like Michonne's katana. Oh, then, that'd be like double strike but, or something. Yeah, right. Exactly. Double um, strike, make two zombies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, like you can do this too. Anyone can do this. Um, now, granted, they, like I said, they're probably not gonna do like Rick's Colt Python, <laughs> but uh, it's I. I. This is the card. This is the card oh God, that they can do. Merle's Colt Forty Five. Yeah, there you go. Point Ugh. to that. Is, are there any guns in Magic the Gathering? Yes, uh, for sure. Well, th- like cannons or uh, yeah, well, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, the okay. goblin. Correct, um, correct. Bombardment? No, the one that when another creature dies, you untap him. He's got like a Gatling gun. Oh, you're right. You're right. Goblin sharpshooter. There okay. you go. All right. So wait, what uh, did they do? I'm guessing there's not alt artwork or no, alt no, they artwork. did not. <laughs> hey, they also, did. It's just loose. Also, alternate also, secret layer also cards. Potentially, just putting this out there. This may or may not exist. <laughs> We're not sure yet. So, <laughs> um, so let, let's let's wrap it up. How do we feel overall about the you know? And in the, the initial section we did was just how do you feel about IP crossovers going mm-hmm. into the future? Yep. Now that we've gone through the cards, how do you feel specifically about The Walking Dead? And just knowing what we know, that there is not an immediate plan to print these as a magic character. I want to go last. Squee, start. So I'm okay with the mechanics that they chose. For the most part, some of them are boring, but like that's kind of part of magic. You have commons, you have uncommons, you have rares, you have mythics. Some of them are boring, some of them aren't, some of them are meat or potatoes. I don't think that they messed up on the mechanics by these any means, and, and that's never been my gripe with all of this, because I don't think any of these mechanics are supremely game-changing. Mm-hmm. Even, even Lucille, for that matter. Sure. It's a pretty good equipment, but I, to your point, I don't think it's a $50 equipment by any means. Um, I just I, think I think it'll just be the limited availability. Yeah, right, I th- I agree with you there. But if you were to show me this card and it was named anything else magic related and had whatever text on it, sure. the bully club, right, the bully club, whatever you want to call it, I would say yeah, that's a five dollar equipment. It's, yeah. a, it's a pretty good rare. Uh, again, I don't think all these should be mythics, but I know that they're in limited prints, so they're all mythics. Um, so I don't think they went overboard on the mechanics like everybody has been saying. Granted, I don't play standard or any of those other type of, but of formats. But this isn't even legal in those formats. Well, th- then, so. yeah, not even a point. Get out of here, um, Duff! I actually enjoy a few of the cards. I think Daryl's pretty cool. I think Negan is very interesting. Not my style, but interesting. And I would say that that outside the artwork, Rick's a pretty cool card. And, and I sure. I like that they put the front and center card as a mono white. Sure. Uh, if you're going to design a set around The Walking Dead, I think they did a very good job. I think they encapsulate the, the themes of the show and yep. like the themes of the characters. And some people have been watching this for like 10 years, right? Yep. So I get it. My only gripe with it is that I wish they were just cards that already existed or cards that would be alternately named or silver ported. One of the many things that we've talked about of how they could yep. quote unquote fix this. But if we're just looking at this from a set perspective of them trying to design something that's based around another IP, I think they did a good job. Yeah, uh, I'd agree with that. Um, I 
I guarantee you the hate for this set would have been very minimal if they would have just done the box underneath a zombie uh, voice of whatever. And, but I, I think the only, you know, because then people would have been like, oh, these will be printed in legit magic sets. Right. I feel like the reason they probably didn't is that would probably give away future set yeah. releases and characters. I, I know that they haven't, they've said it, it's a maybe, but they also said the same thing about fetch lands. Oh, maybe they'll come around <laughs> and now we know that they're coming. Um, so they're going to come. I just don't think they want to give us the characters' names on these cards because yeah. then you're just going to be looking for right, that for zombie. Yeah, like, right, okay, yeah. we're going to this plane. Does a zombie fit in here? Oh, so mm. this one's going to be in here. And then this turns into a buy list thing where people are going to like buy right. them out or yep. sell out. And I, I don't, I don't think Wizards wants that. And I don't no. think that's. And an I agree with just with like my to my point too with the, with the mechanics. Like they built the mechanics yeah. where a normal magic card would not be broken. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and honestly, looking at a lot of these mechanics. I don't know if any of these would be busted in I standard. Uh, I yeah, I can't speak um, on that. Rick we did hear good. that Rick won in Legacy, yeah. uh, which is pretty hilarious. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so I, I that's fine, but then it's like okay, so the real problem is just sequencing. Yeah, is that they need to do the set first and then do the crossover later as opposed right. to the other way around. Yeah, and you know problem what? They, they probably just didn't have the time because they they did this Cause, cause because it's been it's been seven calendar days since they released the Secret Lair <laughs> uh, because <laughs> The Walking Dead is on its final season. Oh, great. yeah, so, that's a fair yeah, point. season yeah. eleven is going to be its last season. So I I bet you a lot of these characters will probably come out next year, maybe year and a half. We could even see a few of these in Commander Legends. They probably just didn't have the time to wait. And so it's like, well, if we're going to do this and help promote it, because they even timed the announcement of some of these cards with the Talking Dead yeah, right. show. Yep. So. Yeah. All right. Well, that's going to wrap up. What's the plane chase? Now in that last segment, we've dived into those creative juices with the Weatherlight Report. Ooh. Ooh, welcome back to the Weatherlight Report. Coming to you live from Weatherlight Chopper 4. I'm Squee McGee. So we're, uh, you know what? This mono train's been working for me, and this car just slipped under under what you would call my budget for how many decks it's in. Uh, we're talking a card everybody knows, Ronas the Indomitable. Uh, 196 decks on EDH Rex, so I am privileged enough to be able to talk about <laughs> this piece. $11 somehow. Yeah, it is $11, which is a little bit out of control. So for those playing the home game, Ronas the Indomitable, two colorless, one green, legendary creature god. It's a mythic. Uh, death touch, indestructible, Ronas the Indomitable, can't attack or block unless you control another creature with power four or greater. Mythic. Uh, Two and a green. Another target creature gets plus two, plus zero, and gets trampage until end of turn. It's a five-five. Um, yeah. So we're fighting, is what we're doing in this deck. Ooh, uh, I like fighting. Yeah. yeah, fighting with this guy is amazing because who family? cares if he can't attack or block? Channing Tatum. Mm. The Rock, I believe. No. Oh, you're no. thinking of just fighting. fighting. I'm just yeah, fighting. 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 Channing Tatum and oh, who's who Terrence else? Terrence Howard. Yeah, Terrence Howard. Yeah. Really? What, yeah. a, what oh. a performance! And then, by the way. okay, if I remember that correctly, movie's underrated. By at the, the end way. of that Everybody movie, at the end of that movie, I think he fights Samuel L. Jackson's partner from Snakes on a Plane. Uh, what? No, he fights the guy that was in uh, Stomp the Yard. It's yes. the same guy. I think. Wait, no, that's, was that Frank's, I don't know, let's keep going. Whatever. <laughs> uh, all, all I have to say on this one is this card was a Tiny Leaders All-Star. Uh, I also can't believe it's 12. Uh, yeah, that's out of control. For what it out does. I mean, control. Tiny Leaders is coming, making a comeback, no, so yeah. how dare you. All right, so the rigmarole that Swing. we're going to be doing here is Ronas costs two and a color, or sorry, two and a green to get out on the board, and green, that should take you about next to one or two turns. Um, you get him onto the board, who cares if he can attack or block? 
if you don't have anybody else, like you just fight with them and you start burning people out. So, uh, First one that I wanted to talk about is actually, I think, an underrated elf that I haven't played in a very long time, and I probably should get back into it. Uh, Gaia's Herald. So, one colorless and a green. It's a creature elf. Uh, Creature spells can't be countered. Mm-hmm. It's a 1-1. One, mm-hmm. one. Uh, so really all you're going to be doing in this deck is dumping out creatures, getting them onto the board. People are going to try and counter them if they think they're too good once they figure out your rigmarole. This is going to be a really good way to get this onto the board early in the game before they have ability to counter it unless they're holding a force of will. And if you want to counter this with a force of will, God have you. Now the only drawback to this is it's all creatures. I just let you have the rules tech. But to be fair, you do need other creatures to fight. So maybe you don't even care. Right. You need other creatures to fight, and we're running mono green here, and if I recall, there's, what, one counterspell in mono green? Mm-hmm. So not really a big issue to me. Yeah, sure. but, I mean, you. I think you more usually play this to prevent your own spells from being countered. Yeah, Not correct. so much worried about right. other people. Yeah, I'm going to play this to prevent my spells from... The only situation I can see where this might bite you in the <laughs> is if you play this, and then somebody else plays their... Badass exactly. leader and yeah, the other player, player can't, can't do anything. Counter. That's where it's going to suck. That's plausible. But then, but then if they play their badass beater, unless it's indestructible, I'm just going to fight it. So I think there's one that just came out that just than you? There's I did touch my man. Uh, it's indestructible. No, their creature's indestructible. Ha! Well, I said unless their creature's indestructible. Shut your mouth! I'm pretty sure there's a card that just came out that costs the same thing, that it's your creatures or enchantments can't be countered, not everyone's. No, you're thinking of your green spells can't be countered, green and spells. that's Allosaurus Shepherd. Yeah, that's, that's that beast like that you traded to me that is not there, going down to value because they can't print enough jumpstart. Um, anyways, so let's, let's move on. So first card I wanted to talk about is our first instant. It is one colors in the green. It's Ram Through. So, it's a common. Target creature you control deals damage equal to its power to target creature you don't control if the creature you control has trample excess damages dealt to that controller's or creature's controller instead. Oh, cool. Ooh, right. So, this is essentially a fight card with a run-through, as the name says, where you can trample over them. So, if you have a big beater and you give it trample, which there's a couple ways to do. I found a few green cards. I'm not going to talk about them today, but there are a few green cards out there that give all your creatures trample, or as you're going to be doing in this deck, you're going to be dumping out big dinos, big beasts, big whatever you can find uh, to start fighting with people. And one of the really underrated things about this deck is all the creatures that I would put into this, if possible, are going to have death touch in some fashion. Oh, sure. Because then who really cares how big it is? You are going to be able to snipe people's creatures out with that. Well, and so, and then the trick to that, and I don't know if you guys are familiar with this, is if your creature has death touch and trample, it only has to deal one point of its attack power to the right. blocking creature mm-hmm. or the fighting creature. And so even if it's a hundred hundred, you deal one to it and then all the of your damage through. goes through. Yep. Uh, so I did find it. Destiny Spitter, Colors in the Green, 2-3, Enchantment Creature Human. Creature enchantment spells you control can't be countered. There we go. And it's like 20... Did you say creature enchantment spells? Creature and enchantment spells. Oh, okay, okay, gotcha. Just in case. That's like gotcha. creature enchantment spells. That's very niche. Yeah, That's that is only uh, gods. <laughs> that is quite specific. Anyways, moving on. Next card I wanted to talk about, since we're going to be going on this death touch theme, you probably heard of it, probably never played it. Lure. Uh, a one colorless, two green enchant creature. It's an uncommon. Uh, all creatures able to block enchanted creature do so. So you slap this on mm-hmm. your commander, mm-hmm. and then you fight in your main phase, and then you attack in your second main phase, and then whoever you decide to attack, all their creatures are gone. So you can knock one out on somebody's board, and then you can knock everything out on somebody else's board all it's in the same turn. Not everything. 
So the the way it technically works. Oh, I guess is, yeah, it is how the damage is dealt. You yes. are correct there. Yeah, because I, I tried to do that rigmarole with taunting elf. Oh right. And uh, death touch, and it did not work. It does not work. Yeah. <laughs> Either way, I still see this being very valuable because you can knock out multiple people in multiple phases and really put a lock on anybody's creature state, which generally in commander has a pretty massive effect on the game, unless you're running degenerate infinite combos from enchantments and you're Mr. Combo and he just had a little celebration and I vomited in my mouth. (laughs) You sure you don't want any of this shine? (laughs) Too bad I drank it all. (laughs) Oh, baby. The shine was good. Um, good. All right. So we got one more card here. Uh, This one I wanted to bring up because as in green, it's nice to draw cards. We need more creatures out on the board. You're going to want to be fighting. Um, I don't want to talk about a ton of these common and uncommon instants and sorceries that make people fight. There's a lot of them out there. Pounce, Um, perhaps? Pounce is a good one. Uh, If you want to talk about drawing cards, we're talking about Colossal Majesty. So, two colorless and a green. It's an enchantment. It's an uncommon. At the beginning of your upkeep, if you control a creature with power four, you draw a card. This is essentially just to draw an extra card every single turn, get more creatures, get more heaters, get more fight cards, plop them out on the board. Once you wipe out everybody else's creatures... As green does, you're running right through. Classic. Yeah, see, see, <laughs> seems good. I was actually looking up because I thought maybe Garouk's Uprising was just a better version of that, but his is only ETB. Oh, I see, I see. But he also does give yourself Trample, which is nice. Oh, for sure. I, that, that would be a great card to include in so, there. You know an amazing Why card? Why not both? <laughs> yeah. You know a great card you guys should put in here? A non-foil Goreclaw. Oh, Believe me, I looked at Goreclaw when I was looking through the list for this, and Goreclaw is a... So I already have a few foils around, don't you? I think I actually put them all into decks. What? Already? Yeah. What do you mean already? It's been over a year. It's a great pit. <laughs> uh, three colorless green legendary creature bear. It's a four three creature spells you cast with power four or greater. Costs two less to cast. And whenever he attacks, each creature you control with power four or greater gets plus one plus one and trample until end of turn. Beautiful. Real I good. Couldn't ask for more. That's, nope. that's gorgeous. We're running big beaters. I need them to be cheaper and then I want them to be bigger. All right. Well, you know. checks out. Mr. Combo is currently masturbating, clap, <laughs> clapping off. Yeah, there you are. Oh, there we Ooh, go. That's a easy way to say it. Anyways, after that small bit, I'm going to kick it back to the Action 4 News Desk with Mr. Combo and Big Tuck. Thank you for staying with us. And as always, remember the great giveaways every month from CMD Tower and Level 1 Game Shop by retweeting, subscribing, following, liking, sharing, and placing orders through level1gameshop.com. You can also support your Nisei by heading over to our Patreon, patreon.com slash cmdtower. The reward tiers for all the budgets, there is a way that you, the collective, can help. You can also pick up a lot of really cool CMD Tower swag by heading over to cmdtower.com slash merch. You can pick up your playmatch, you can pick up your squeeze coin, maybe even a foil gore claw. I got my hands on one of those squeeze coins. It's a... Uh... Choice. Yeah, that's great. You can stay in touch with your MTG Action for Nissan by following us on Twitter, Facebook, and our website, cmdtower.com. You can communicate directly with your news team at CMD Tower, at Mr. Combo number five, all spell out except for the five, at Dear Squee, at Big Tuck Tweety, from your MTG Action 4 news team. Good meet, good aft, good eve, and good night.